got? We got we got we got the Stuber. We've got uh, uh, Bagel Guy. Did you see that? Got, uh, did you see the Bagel Epstein? Guy? I did not see the Bagel Guy. Oh, dude. So, uh, welcome to the show, by the way. Uh, this is Keith Pazel's podcast with Adam Crocious. Hello, world. Live I know you're listening. It's live so to tape from beautiful <laughs> Los Feliz, Los Angeles. <laughs> exactly. We're a, we're, a spit, we're a spit from fucking, ooh, those Oakland A's jerseys are serious, dude. You like those? Those are so good. Look at yeah, the A's jump the White Sox in Oakland for whatever reason. They've always played well against them in, in at their home stadium. You know, yeah. So. I bet that was a big like when the because the A's were kind of winding down in the early '90s and the White Sox were ramping up. So I bet that was like a weird fucking thing of like, oh man, we're losing to the White Sox now. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that, I mean being a lifelong Oakland A's, that that them and the Twins were the only teams in the West that truly posed a threat to the A's back then. The A's last hurrah with that team was the 92 season when Eckersley was the MVP and Cy Young as a relief pitcher. Yeah. La Russa was there. They still had, they traded Conseco at the end of the year that year to get Ruben Sierra and Jeff Russell and Bobby Witt. Ruben you know? Sierra. Yeah, Ruben, I think he was on the Cubs at one point. I don't think it, he came up with the with the Rangers. He played with the A's. I think he played That's a good point. He might have played with he might have played with the Chicago team. I don't really recall. He was always a guy that never reached his potential. He was supposed to literally be the next Roberto Clemente. He wore 21. He was Puerto Rican. I mean, you know, Roberto Clemente obviously is a hero, you know, in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And so, but he never that really was, quite lived up to it. He was Roberto 19 Clemente when he was in the was majors. Way, 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 way before my time. Yeah. Even like. Like people talked about Roberto Clemente when I was a kid. Like, like my dad barely remembered Roberto Clemente. He was like a legend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, I, I have he no died recollection. so young. I the way well, people, he didn't die young. Well, no, he that's just, what I'm yeah. saying. The way people talked about him, I thought he died tragically, and people were like, "No, he was retired. He died the year he retired." Right? Well, yeah, I think what he got his three thousandth hit, his last hit. Yeah, the last game of the season. There was a big earthquake in Nicaragua. And he was a he big was humanitarian relief, yeah. because that was back when athletes used to have a soul, you know, and, and they would actually <laughs> go and try to help people. Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they had Didn't a soul. Didn't Jim Brown get shit, though, because he would, like, a lot of people thought he was, like, an Uncle Tom or some shit like that. No, I don't, like, I don't think they ever said Uncle Tom. And they Uncle said, Tom. Uncle Tom like, and Jim Brown were never in the same sentence, but I like, feeling. I, I think people didn't like that he used to invite gang members because he used to invite gang members in his house and try, oh, and, like, absolutely. And, try and work out truces on the street. And I know a lot of urban people were like, fuck this dude. Like... Well, I think that when you say urban, you mean certain blacks. I mean gangsters. <laughs> I mean, I mean rappers. Well, I tell you what, man. I mean, I give Jim Brown credit for even trying to do. Who else does stuff like right. that? You know, you're, you're trying to woke white people. You know, I mean, and and yeah, and they're taken seriously. You know what I mean? It's like, listen, this is a guy, Jim Brown. He's gonna have a name. I give him credit for doing that. Yeah. Bring him blood, bloods and crips together. I mean, that's what should be done. It's not done. And as a private citizen, he's attempting to do that. I give him credit for doing it. I like Jim. White Brown. Sox are losing seven to nothing in the second. Top of the inning. second, Oakland dropped a seven spot out of in the bottom of the Cubs first. Cubs are up ten to three right now on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Absolutely, as you can tell, people, we are beginning. Yeah, we're we are beginning surfing. our surf. You know, we're channel so. surfing, and the way we're going to do this now is while we channel surf is when we're going to like kind of talk about stuff that went that fascinated us during the week crocious told me to have a couple topics yeah, just ready. Have two topics you uh, know things the that bi- well the big news of the week was this bagel guy that it was this little five foot man well one thing i want to say we have air farce one 
Air Force One is one of the options. Okay, so yeah, Air that's Force what, One. That and that's at the beginning. It looks like. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Got well, Oldman is not taking over. Got an hour and forty-two minutes left. Isn't he the killer at the, in the fucking bottom of the plane? Well, he, yeah. Well, oh, he, no, he's, that's he's the Russian gangster. He's the Russian criminal. I always you know? confuse Air Force One in that movie with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> then we also have Valkyrie. This is the uh, this is almost coming to an end. This is that's the, uh, the beer hall pooch, right? No, 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 no. The, the, this is the attempt to kill Hitler in 1944 by uh, Klaus v- uh, von. Oh, God, what was this von? Wasn't it like ten Not feet from working or something like that? Well, what it was. This is actually a pretty good movie. Brian Singer directed it. The shamed Brian Singer. Cruz plays the uh, the. Uh, uh, the, the colonel who was one of the main there's a big conspiracy to kill Hitler in the wolf slayer and he brought a uh, he brought a, a a bomb he meaning you know uh, uh, the colonel brought a bomb into the into the wolf slayer and he placed it you know on this giant table and it got moved in the middle of the meeting the fuse had been you know set whatever yeah it got moved behind a big like a big leg on the on the table so it absorbed a lot of the blow four people still died in the explosion so it was a powerful explosion but because of that and because it wasn't below ground, it was actually above ground because it was so warm, they opened the windows up so that so there was a breeze going on and the explosion kind of went out of the windows too. So if it, if it had been inside this bunker, everyone would have died. Everyone would have died. But, but Hitler, just, Hitler just got some burns and that was it. Now the beer hall pooch was he... he for the f- he skipped this meeting. Like he had these like No, 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 no. The Beer Hall Push happened in 1923. Okay. It was younger and early in his career. They tried to literally have a revolution on the street where they wanted to take over the government, you know, with with other Nazis. And, and it was brutally crushed. It was poorly organized, not well thought out, and it was a big key point in Hitler's career because he realized he couldn't do this his takeover by violent means. He had to do it through democratic means, through electoral means. Right. You know, which is what they were able to do in 1933. Yes. So that that, that that beer hall butch happened in twenty three, although it was definitely part of the whole kind of Nazi folklore. They used to celebrate it every year, you know. Well, also those Olympics were a big part of absolutely of like the beginning of Nazism because that's when they were like, we want that was like the eugenics thing. We want to create a fucking perfect athlete and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And then Michael Johnson beat everybody. Well, not Michael Johnson. Or, uh, you mean Jesse Owens? Jesse Owens. It's not nineteen ninety six, man. This is nineteen thirty six. You know. <laughs> Owens Johnson. <laughs> Owens Johnson Williams Washington. What's the difference? <laughs> You know, God, no, but we're here. Okay, so we have other things we're going through. We have the doors. The, we, unfortunately, we don't get those channels. So oh yeah, Sabrina, we will not watch that. What's that? Uh, it, it, it is that remake with uh, with Julia Armand, who had a little career in the mid '90s, and uh, and Harrison Ford, and I think it was uh, Greg Kinnear, one of his first. Movies. Oh wow, Talk movie Soup's was, Greg Kinnear. Yeah, we have Ray Elizabeth, the Ray's Golden a great Age. Movie. You know, the golden age of Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth, yes. Oh, yes. The Elizabethan era. Period piece movies. Oh, boy. Jaws 2. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Dude, this is what I love about cable is they've been showing the Jaws movies all month. Exactly. It's like they go through this rotation of like, here's what's on fucking HBO this this month. Yep, absolutely. So, Which I always like. They can kind of get what you want there. Okay, so here's here's the Bagel Boss meltdown. This this, this short fella... We got a five foot man who was trying to buy bagels, and where uh, at the Bagel Boss in Long Island, New York. Oh, okay, this will be good. Uh, so the video starts with he asked for his food. The lady at the counter said he asked for his bagel, and she well she smiled and said, "What would you like, sir?" Uh, now this guy is a is a little man. He's like a five foot guy. Yeah. Uh, so he like he said he said they were smirking at him 
for how short he was. Oh. It was it's just basically this Napoleon complex fucker. Oh. And this is the meltdown that ensued. I'm gonna put it on here and make it. Hold on, let okay. me put the sound up. He's got Napoleon. Oh, it's too bad. I gotta I, switch this. You know, over. being six foot four, I just don't. You know, it's a shame when you're super short, dude. I think it fucks with people's heads. Young, I think men's heads in particular. They just don't feel as substantial. You know, which is too bad. All right, what's what's this on? Right? Oh, is this Air Force One? This is Air Force One. <laughs> this was one of those like the early '90s were louse with like movies about killing the president, taking the president hostage. You had Dave. You have Air Force One. Yeah, you yeah. have that fucking the Patriot with Harrison Ford. Or Patriot Games. Yeah, Patriot Games. Yeah, like. well, well, Ford's in this too. For Ford was this came out in '97. This is Wolfgang Peterson. He did this movie, then he did all those like like uh, the Perfect Storm, like you know water movies, you know, like uh, disaster movies of this era, you know. So there's always one black army guy too. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and he's the one who doesn't take shit. Yeah, like exactly. everyone That's else has role. been milling about the whole movie, and then when fucking General Williams comes <laughs> in, he's gonna fucking take everybody by their scruff and take care of business. Yeah, yeah, he's a no nonsense man. You All know? right, here we go. Here's here's the Bagel Boss meltdown. I want to see this. Yeah. Is this Anthony Bonanza? <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is getting f- physical now. What do you say? Fuck this one. Okay, that's now, a rough. Ooh, boy. This video went wild all week. Now, after this video happened, people found his YouTube channel. Oh, is that a YouTube? He's got channel? a YouTube channel, and it's two videos. And he basically, what you find out is this is his thing. Like this isn't just one incident. This guy hates women because he's short, uh, yeah. and he's just an angry fucking racist. Here's also details about his life because TMZ interviewed him. He's homeless. <laughs> he lives in a van. Oh, uh, God. and like this, this fucking pizza place lets him live in the parking lot and other homeless people live in the parking lot and one of the homeless ladies is just like yeah he's always screaming at people about <laughs> his height she, she was like he's a short guy and he thinks he's on top of the world yeah i don't yeah yeah he's he's got and they problems. asked him like they go are you why are you misogynistic like are you misogynistic and racist and he goes what's misogynistic mean is that like arrogant or something he just he doesn't know he doesn't know and yeah. then they go are you racist and he goes he bas- and he goes, I'm not homophobic as long as they're not touching me on my private parts. 
And then he says, "Do you says, have that? Yeah, these quotes? Uh, uh, well, it's just like touching an interview. me in my private parts. It's just an interview. Yeah, uh, I think being a short guy for a lot, it's really an issue. I, I oh, sort of dude. forget. I, I, you know, I'm such a loser. It's. I mean, I'm the one who should be. I should be angry at myself. It's like I have every. Are we rolling? Oh, All right. Tell me. Tell me in your own words what happened yesterday morning. The same thing that's happening all my life. People think they're better than you because they're taller than you or whatever. And, and uh, I went in basically to uh, order a bagel sandwich, and the Indian woman who had never helped me there before didn't see. The Indian woman who had never helped, helped me, me there before. before. <laughs> I guess there's there's uh, a video of a 7-Eleven where he fucking gets mad at the thing again for some short bullshit, and then he goes, "What country are you from?" And the guy was like, oh, "I'm from Pakistan," and he was like, "Our country gives you." so much fucking money the only reason you can work here is because we give your country money like he's just a total incel fucking i'm so sick of that argument by the way to understand the concept of of, uh, egg whites so after saying it about three times and i verified she goes okay i understand i says okay fine then she's she's doing this with a mouth and looking at people and smirking and laughing and i started to feel like i was being maligned or you know i was i was i made felt like i was less of a person you know and you know how people. Are. Well, you're a little less of a guy. You, you, you know how pe- you know so how people. Finally, are. I took it and I took it. And I says, "Miss," I says, "What are you laughing at?" I says, "I'm a frequent here." So now they're acting like they didn't do it, which got me mad. But I, you know, then- Miss, I frequent this place. I live in the van in the parking lot. <laughs> From that point on, that's when the people jumped in, and my whole life, people feel that they could attack me. They could. Um, you know, they, they would jump me from behind. Punch. First of all, you told the guy to attack you. Well, yeah, exactly. He stood up and he goes, you want to fucking attack me? I know, I know. And the guy just jumped him. Jumped him. Yeah. I had a guy cut in front of me years ago and, they, and he pushed me when I asked him I was next. Why? Didn't say nothing. He just turned around and pushed me. It's been going on a long time. Anyway, so the video basically takes over from that. But the guy, the big guy hit me and uh, I fell down like this. This is actually... From yesterday, when I hit the uh, the ground, that's the only hurt I got. Really, I was really stunned. I accidentally I went to the woods yesterday. I was taking uh, my anger out on the trees with a bat, and I accidentally. That sounds like something a leprechaun would do. I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, coming off my. <laughs> <laughs> or a troll. I went know, to the woods because that's where I shower <laughs> in the river. I know. It's just like, oh man. I hit my my leg, but the bruise actually went down. But I hit my leg with a with a miniature Yankees bat. That hurt. Um, with the wall, yeah, so it has anyway, to be a miniature bat, right? To put their hands on. Oh, there's no way he can handle a real bat. A real bat. Against the law, it's harassment. Um, the cops can never seem to do anything. I'm tired of women using me, abusing me. Uh, lying to my face, tell me you like me on dates, and then you, and then you take my money, you cut me off, and you say I'm too short when you're about. I'm willing to bet women tell him they like him before a date, and then they actually see him yeah. and meet him, yeah. and they're like, "Fuck." Yeah, I know. Not yeah. only is this guy a dweeb, but he's a total piece of shit. Yeah, and what have I got myself into? Yeah. Oh well, I mean, it's okay because they can probably take him if it gets <laughs> too. My height, it's ridiculous, and. When you For con- he's five feet tall, by the way. I, you know, I fell on the ground. He put his knee on my back. He took my shirt over like this, and I had about this much breathing room, and it was getting hot quick. Yeah, exactly. And I couldn't breathe. He was like a goon. And, that, and that's basically it. That's 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 what the video shows. What do you think of the way the video's gone viral? It's gotten 20 well, million views. I haven't even seen it, to be honest, because my phone's working slow, but I've heard all about it. I, I found out last night from a friend of mine. He goes, you're famous. I said, what? You know, and he told me about the whole thing, and ever since 7 o'clock, 
it hasn't stopped. It's crazy. Um, I guess the message that I want to get across to this, along with 30 million other people that want me to, to interview with them, is addressing bullying. Um, it's going to end. I'm going to end it today. I'm the current prophet. I'm the current Martin Luther King. And if nobody no. likes it, too bad. I'm not tolerating it anymore, and nobody else should, for that matter. If anybody had a kid in school and they were tolerating that, and the guy double your size, you know, let you listen, up, listen, I have no doubt that he's been bullied. I right? have no doubt about that. Yeah. But, you know, i got to be honest with you. Your personality is not helping. You're not, not helping your cause. No. You know? I mean, I know. And to call yourself the Martin Luther King. Yeah, of short people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was Billy Barty or, or Vern Troyer. Who, I mean, <laughs> Tiny Tim. Yeah. <laughs> the musician and the fucking and, and the, Dickinson uh, character. <laughs> you know, yeah, with, yeah, this, you're not helping. Oh, God. You know. And the, yeah, they asked him too if he was racist, and he goes, uh, Well, let's see what he says. Maybe. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah. Let's maybe, maybe not in this video. Maybe not in this one. Fucking you. That, that's, that's where I draw the line. So you're saying you're the victim of bullying? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mind games being used, bullying, it's over. I'm not taking it anymore. I've had people rob me in this town, then they walk right past me, I feed them, it's over. That's why I snap. It all built up. and I, I, I feed the pigeons and they're mean to me. <laughs> they fly in my face. <laughs> had enough. I've had enough. What do you think? So. I mean, obviously there was quite a bit of anger though in that video. Of course. So. Well, there were other things that recently happened to me. I, I was living in one apartment. The guy didn't tell me he foreclosed. Two weeks later, after I moved in, I ended up getting a flood in my basement. I moved to another place. She was a total witch. Did so many things for her. Shelled money out for her. I will say the one thing he's lucky about is he owns his own business, so he won't get fired for this. A lot of people, a lot of people who who talked about this early didn't want to like out him because they were like. You know, this guy's job. an asshole, but we don't want him to, like, lose his fucking job yeah, and shit. Yeah, but, like, then you yeah. find out he's homeless and owns his own, like, I think he says he owns his own cleaning business, which means he washes windows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the intersection of, yeah. To buy uh, uh, furniture on Craigslist, and she just turned out to be a witch, so I left. Oh, so witch. now I'm living in my van this by choice. a witch in that bitch. Um, <laughs> but this has been going on all my life, and, and you know, the manipulation, the dishonesty... Uh, I'm, 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 I'm just sick of it. Bird's home at my parents' house right now. But that's basically <laughs> it, man. Who's that? Is, had, is that a friend? Who's Bird? Literally. <laughs> He's having I two conversations no here, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bird's over at my mom's place right now. Okay, yeah. There we go. Bird's my imaginary friend. You know, you got to develop some sort of fucking psychosis when you're alone <laughs> in a van. <laughs> enough. And I ask people, just be honest with me. Don't waste my time or your time. Yeah. And They are being honest with you. You're a short jag-off. <laughs> It's they not don't bullying. like you. It's not bullying. It's honesty. People just don't. They don't seem to care at all. Now I don't know more either. And now look at what happened. Right. Right. What message would you have for the people at that bagel boss? Grow the hell up and get over it. Get over you're what? You, you're this. You're you. You're that. You're in here. Grow up. Now, it's not well, it's easy to get over you because you just got to step over. <laughs> You can look beyond you. You know, they, 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 I wanted everybody to look the same. You know how boring that would be? You don't walk into an ice cream parlor and see 15 things of strawberry ice cream. No. God meant it to be all different. And God As long it. as it ain't chocolate, you can have all sorts of ice cream. <laughs> and I don't want chocolate and white together at all. I don't want that happening. Then screw you. I'm not taking this shit anymore. But don't put your hands on me, especially when you're twice my size. I'm not putting up with that. What kind, of attention, what kind of attention have you gotten from that video? Are you kidding me? 
Like I said, the guy told me this morning, you're celebrities. Look. I said, get. Yeah, I didn't believe him. I was in Massapequa, where my parents live. I retreated for a while to get a, to get away. So my friend called me last night. He goes, I got to talk to you. I says, about what? I says, are you okay? So he told me. I says, no way. He says, come here and meet me. So I met him here last night, and his girlfriend showed me 50 million views. I says, are you shitting me? And she says, yeah. So I, so I was so like, yeah, yeah, I didn't expect you? this. <laughs> I just wanted to get my message across and be on my way. But that's it. I'm your modern-day prophet. I'm your modern-day Martin Luther King. See, this is where it gets weird. You want to put a bullet (laughs) in my head or John Lennon's head or his head for wanting peace? Too bad. Because I'm not changing. What do you mean when you say modern-day prophet? Meaning I'm basically taking what they were... He's trying to parlay this into a movement. ...get across the world (laughs) and I'm bringing it to a heightened level. I'm basically... Trump will say something tomorrow and he will be forgotten. He wants to bring it to a heightened level. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about a shortened level? <laughs> hey, there we go. Continue with like they're alive in spirit. Have you seen you know? the video? No, so I, I, no, it, I, right? I don't. I lived it, man. Would you watch <laughs> it? I, yeah, I lived I it. it. Why not? But you probably can't see it too well. I mean, I haven't seen it, but yeah. you know, you watch um, it actually, you can nah, see it quite well. Nah, I don't. Yeah, you do. You know what? I was thinking about it. Like, is he literally being interviewed by local news? But the fact that Channel Twelve, Long Island, like that was it. That, that was traumatizing. That was it. And he would not let me get off the ground. He was like a heavy turtle on my back, like three big bags of sugar, and I could not get him off me. What about what happened at the 7-Eleven? You posted some videos from 7-Eleven. Oh, I posted a whole bunch of shit. I had former business partners rob me money. I mean, you know, they're acting like my best friend and shit. I had a, I had a partner when I, when I first started my cleaning company. People Ooh. give me wedgies. <laughs> my supposed financial advisor who tried stealing money from me, but I got that back. That's a 15-minute video. It's called Albert Kaleo, the con artist, and oh, then put mine yeah, in. I saw that yeah, one. that's so, 15 so minutes. What, and then I had another. I had, a, I had. A, I had another partner who I met through him in Canada, and we were starting to get an online business store. Yeah. Well, needless to say, he jerked around. He never finished the work, and he robbed me 175 dollars. Really? 175 bucks? And he never paid yeah, me well. back. That and all this shit made me snap. <laughs> Dude, really? Done. Someone looks done. at you and thinks you're a mark? How could so, they possibly think that? The guys asked you how tall you were. Oh, back that. Okay, so when I when I when Who's I had, that guy um, in the back? I lost the that major, kid. This, yeah, there's a legitimate little kid who looks like he's sizing this guy up. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like he's stretching out and he's ready to kick this fucking guy's ass. He's like 12 years old, maybe. Or yeah, even younger. Yeah, maybe it's just one of his little little associates. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't my new business partner. He's a child, so he'll never <laughs> fucking fuck me over. Uh, account. Uh, a nine hundred dollar a week account. Yeah. They didn't even tell me about. It. I walked in there. None of the doctors knew. They didn't even tell the doctors. Right. But so, what, what so the farm. Right. So there was no. There was a gas station out. I had to go there twice a day, at at, at night at night at like four in the morning. So I went back there at four in the morning, and I go in there to get a coffee. Four and I go up in to the, the counter, and the guy goes, "How tall without you? A warning. Then. Like two weeks later, after I had to leave this apartment. Okay, this is. I don't need to hear. Wow. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. Like the, now he's just like, I got in my car, I pushed the gas, <laughs> I have special pedals that they come to my feet. <laughs> this guy. How many people have watched this? Uh, let's see how this the, has his 138,000 views. Oh, that, that, uh, that's more than I've ever had in my career uh, for anything I've ever done. There's a before they were famous for him now uh, with 28,000 views. Yeah, he, he's. Uh, but my favorite thing, because they what the people saw that Seven Eleven video. That's the one they were talking about, where they ask him how tall he was, and he goes, "What country are you from?" 
uh, and then he starts saying, my country, he, they go, are you racist? And he goes, you know, I'm not racist. He goes, but if, you know, if a black guy steals from me, I'll say the N-word. He, uh, he basically says, he goes, I do say the N-word, but only when they mess with me. Okay, so you're not <laughs> racist. Well, these degrees of racism that racists come up with to justify their behavior because they know it's wrong. <coughs> yeah, I mean, little hit a leaf, man. Absolutely, bro. That's pretty good, though. That that that, that was a pretty good. I like this. I like this format. This works. Yeah. You know, we got a good ten minutes. Air out Force of that, One's you know? on. Harrison Ford is Air, looking out a plane window. Air Force. I'm thinking to myself when I mean when you get this. Ooh, watching, Michigan's on TV. Who's that quarterback? Well, I think it was Elvis Gerback actually. But uh, yeah, he because he went to Michigan. Glenn Close is the vice dude, president. I would put a look at this cast. Dude, Dean throw, I would throw one to '90s Glenn Close. Uh, I think <laughs> right. You should throw one right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Put I, her on that fucking conference table right there. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you. I I, I was kind of thinking the same thing earlier on. Right. I swear to God, I was. I, I, it, this is this is gonna be a real review of creepiness. So you can edit this out. Can't Tommy you? Lee Jones. That's not Tommy Lee Jones. But that's not. It looks like Bo Bridges a little yeah. bit, but it's not. You know, it's yeah, yeah. It, it, no, it, it's Dean Stockwell who's dead now. It, he was a classic. You know, he's an old. Uh, you know, uh, um, oh, he, was in, he, he was in Quantum Leap. He was in Quantum Leap. Yes, he's fucking... Quantum Leap. He's in a bunch of stuff, man. Dean Stock. He was also in uh, Blue Velvet. He played that guy uh, who, who uh, they go see um, uh, with uh, when they kidnap Kyle McLaughlin's character mm-hmm. and, and, and Dennis Hopper. Can't think of the guy's name, but he's like, you're suave. You're one suave fuck. Is that what he says? Dude, Quantum Leap is my fucking jam. Quantum I leap. love Quantum Leap. You'd like the Quantum Mike on Wednesdays at the Public House. <laughs> I was gonna go up there on Wednesday, but I had a I, this week, man. My week, I had a four, I had a, I had a thirteen hour day on Tuesday. I had a thirteen hour day, and I was just dog tired. And I I worked out Wednesday. I'd sign up for this mic. I was gonna go to it because I want to get prepped for my sets this weekend. And I was like, I'm just too damn tired, man. You know, so I didn't do it. So I I have to just come up. I should, but I figure at this point in my career and what a career it's been, quotes. I should be able to crank we both out. Need to put quotes up. In yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> you dude, know, they're all over. This dude shut the Michigan game off. I know. Well, that's they gonna, got the that's Michigan piss game off Ford every, now. Is the fucking president from Michigan? Well, yeah, exactly. That's part of the angle. He's from the state of Michigan. You know. You know, I love how they needed to add that. They were like, you know, he's from Michigan, so we need to have Wolverines games playing. Well, he background. wants to watch college football, man. This is so goofy. What a goofy idea. I mean, is Air Force One this big? Oh, Air Force One. It's a 747. OK. Yeah. It's but massive. this has like multiple floors. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it is Air Force. It's literally like, like a it's an it, apartment in the sky. Yeah, you, you have nuclear weapon capacity from it. You can actually launch nuclear weapons. No from it. Yeah. I mean, is it, it like bulletproof and stuff? It, like it's got all it's got everything. It's got you. You can't shoot it out of the sky. It's got ways of I don't think it that. will it ever crash as mechanical no, failure I, ever. A thing? I know. I, I think it, it's probably the best mechanics and the best pilots and the best everything. Dude, you know? Why don't they let people fly on that fucker? What? Well, yeah, well, because it's it's whatever. Because it's the freaking Air Force One. They they let and they I let bet Trump you, on I, it, man. And, as well, they should. And I bet you it has like if the entire government needs to get on the plane, it could. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the real true heads of government. Like you need to get about thirty or forty people that are actually relevant. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah. And, and, and oh, look at Ford's. Re- this is when Ford was still doing fi- action. You know. He was oh still, hell yeah. 
You know, he was. Oh, there. Yeah, there's the classic scene of the gun is right out of reach of his hand. Also, this is He's when he get was the getting. Uzi. This is like the beginning of him getting all silver foxy and shit. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's I'm looking that, forward to those years for me. I think dude, I make, I'm I make getting gray good, hair, and yeah. I'm so excited about it. I, t- I think I'd make a good Cialis pitchman at this point. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a, you know in, in the cards for me out here. I I, I, I keep my, I maintain my age it's pretty well. It's blue chew now. You'd be a blue chew salesman. That's it, a chewable Viagra. Really? God, I should get some of that stuff. I don't know why. Them dick pills. I actually relate to that guy's sexual frustration, but my, mine's of my own making, of course. His, his well, is, yeah. You know, his and is you're like a charming time. guy. Uh, like, uh, your, your, your unhappiness probably comes from you actually having successful relationships and they fail for real reasons. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, and, yeah. and it's really, it's a real loss. <laughs> yeah. Ex- <laughs> Not just like someone realizing that you're a total cock. Yeah, well, you know, that probably happens too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but... Uh, dude, he's fucking. So, what's the plot of this movie? Air. Okay, here's a plot. Oh, you like to hear that noise, don't you, Doug Benson? But I, um, it, the plot, as I understand, I recall, I haven't seen this movie in a million years. Is Air, he has to go to a, Harrison Ford is the president. He and is he, the president. He is, the, and he has to go to Russia to negotiate like a peace treaty. This was still like this is pre nine eleven. This is that weird f- yeah. phrase of movies. It was post Cold War, pre nine eleven. And you know, America was literally going to unify the entire planet. So he goes to Russia and he wants to sign this treaty, I believe, I believe. And there are like Russian separatists and, and terrorists who don't want that to happen. So they hijack Air Force One. And I think they want to stop that conference. But it's also it's, there's an elaborate plan too. they're trying to bust out one of their one of their leaders out of jail. You know, so they're actually flying over like Russia and like Europe right now. Uh, in the movie, and the plane has been taken that's over. That's like the fantasy in this world of like someone pitching. They're like, "What if Russia became a problem again?" Well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's why. Realistically, why do you think I find everything so bizarre? But what's going on right now? Because realistically, the Iraq War was what was going on at this point, right? Like the, that was like actually in the news was Iraq. Well, the Iraq War was uh, was in the early nineties. I remember Operation oh, Desert Storm. Dude, those are my early memories during in my really whole, during of your childhood. Operation Desert Storm. Uh, they they wrapped ribbons around all the trees oh, in my neighborhood for absolutely. like the soldiers because I guess it was like the first time America had gone to war in decades. Well, it, it was the first time I'd truly gone to a large scale war since the Vietnam War. Yeah, it was a complete. I'm telling you, also the first war from on TV. It was the first time people got to watch it. Well, second because Vietnam was a little bit on TV. Yeah, that was on TV, but it was, it, but you saw the video. It, it was also the imagery was was controlled by the by actual media companies back then. Now it was. I'm sure the military has a big say in, in what images come out, and it was the First time that like, the video game side of war came out, where you literally could just shoot a missile out and hits. I mean, the accuracy of it was mind blowing to people. I, mean, I remember that. I mean, I was and twenty-two years old. You had the night old. vision. You see the night vision rockets. Absolutely, the sky. absolutely. You know, and so the, it was really. What was interesting about that war too is that that was actually pitched because as almost it was almost like going to be like an equal an equal sort of war which is like that's such bullshit well in I hindsight it's along, not even a war they called it a conflict right well no i mean i, I think that was uh well probably that was vietnam no I, I think it was you know that's actually a good point i don't know if it was actually officially declared a war by congress i think it probably was because we just went in to like help right well here, here here's this well let me get my yeah. story out of here this is my God, I haven't thought about this in a long time. All I know is I got conscientious objector status stuff because I was not going to go to that war. Here's what happened. Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. Yes. And Kuwait was obviously uh, you know, an oil-producing nation, you know, and it was just like the United States was saying, no, you can't mess with the global oil supply, and you just cannot do that. So we are going to kick you out of Kuwait. That was the main stated purpose. 
And then they they basically emasculate. He was the most emasculated dictator. So that's why I always thought the second Gulf War or the second war was so full. Of, it was such a lie. I'm, I'll never forget this. Old man Bush said, yeah, you know, we're not going to invade Baghdad because if we do that, it's going to unleash basically a civil war between the Shias and the the, the different breakdown of the, of the Muslims. Yeah. And uh and that and that's exactly what happened when I was the Iraq say, War yeah. happened. So because what was interesting about that too is I guess when they did that, like Margaret Thatcher, people in the world just like, oh, America didn't finish the job. That that total right wing bullshit. No, he was actually being a smart politician. He was the most emasculated dictator on the uh-huh. planet. Those two no fly zones. I mean, he he was not creating. He was not creating weapons of mass destruction. If he had that, I get taking him out. But that was such a fucking lie that was put out. He had no weapons of mass destruction. The UN was inspecting his his, uh, his reactors for years. They just didn't want to threaten. They wanted to take his ass out. You well, know? and then if I uh, remember correctly, two, two trillion dollars that second war. I cost. might be crossing first stories. war co- cost uh, less than four days. I might yeah. be crossing stories, but didn't. Uh, uh, Osama bin Laden went to Kuwait and was like, "Hey, we'll help liberate you." And they were like, "No, we're going to get the United States help." And you know, th- and that's what truly tipped him over of hating America. You know, it's funny you mention that. I really don't know that background to it. I think it's kind of ironic because during the Iraq Iran war, uh the United States supported Hussein even when he gassed his own people. Also in the you know, in the late 80s when Afghanistan was at war with Russia, we helped Afghanistan defeat Russia. Well, we there basically were armed groups. Them. Yeah, you know, absolutely, because it was the there was the Cold War going on. That was a we, we basically this country helped make Afghanistan the Vietnam. Uh, in fact, oh, yeah. honestly, that's actually the reason why the, the the Soviet Union fell was that war. That's truly the reason why it fell. It had been so thoroughly weakened by that war. I mean, it was a smart masterstroke geopolitically, but it also created other issues. You know, I mean, that's what Bin Laden was radicalized. You know, when he truly implemented his vision of of an Islamic you know, revolution, you know, so it, uh, so yeah, the, uh, is America responsible for that? Well, I, I can't say that directly, obviously, but I mean, look at uh, this little dweeb, he's standing up for everybody. They contributed, yeah, you know, the whole, it's just, uh, the first Iraq war, I think he gets it, <laughs> the, 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 the first Iraq war, the Operation Desert Storm was just, uh, it lasted four days, and it was it was really a statement to the world because the Cold War was truly coming to an end. That America was willing to go to the mat and look at this weaponry we have. There's a know? there's a home movie of my fourth birthday because it was ninety one. Yeah, it was yes. my fourth birthday, and my uncle Tom is walking up and he mentions he goes ribbons on all the trees from Operation Desert Storm, and he goes we're going in there and we're gonna kick Saddam's ass like he talks about it, and then he goes into my house. Yeah, the dweeb just got it. Oh, there he goes. Of course he was. <laughs> yeah, and then fucking take this. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna cast you as you know, and Oldman just awesome. Would you like us to shoot penis in your butt? <laughs> Let me tell you. No, it, it was. Uh, but I remember I, I was in college. Oh, they did it over the phone. Glenn, Glenn, uh, Glenn Close is upset now. Yeah. Uh, Actually, the pressure's on. The pressure's yeah. on. Actors. Come here, Glenn. <laughs> Actors. I'll just have access to my emotions during this scene. It's been so moving. Just have someone <laughs> go over and stroke the back of Glenn Close's head to calm her down and then slowly push it down Dude, into you know, his you, lap. You, you, you always get exy. You, like, <laughs> you and Marty DeRosa like getting exy. You know, I'm getting a very exy. dirty boy. I, it's hilarious. So anyway, I want to say something, though. Okay, going off to uh, we're talking about the Gulf War, that's going nowhere. Uh, what I do want to talk about is uh, last weekend I went to Alameda Island. Oh, not Alameda Island. I did go to Alameda Island, but I also went to the East Bay. I went to a concert and saw um, the Dead Boys, like old punk rock oh, legend wow. the Dead Boys. When uh, you said Phantoms you went to a concert, I was going to be like, did you see the Jesus and Mary chain? They, 
they, they they were the headlining band. No shit. Yes, they were the headlining band. Because <laughs> I the knew Jesus they were out here. Yeah, yeah. I saw the Jesus and Mary Chain, which was like, I hadn't heard that music in so long. <laughs> I actually like them. They're great. They're great. They're you know some I don't know. They're heavy. Like they're a well, heavy. And band. I always loved that name. I love good band names. Like that is the a Jesus solid. and Mary Chain yes. is a fucking like that's badass. Uh, England in the late eighties, early nineties had a really good stretch of bands that were. Dude, I just I mean, got into television recently. Oh, television's great. They were a great punk band, absolutely. But they're like kind of the early start of indie rock. Oh, oh, like oh, they yeah, evolved yeah, yes, the- absolutely. You know, so I, I went up there and, and uh, I went to the pinball. Uh, museum on Alameda Island, which is a total good tourist trip. Like history of pinball. Well, yeah, they, and they have like all these. Well, basically, it's it's all redone pinball machines put into a museum format. Like it's it's called like whatever Alameda Pinball Island. And then it says five hundred one c three like on on the on the window. Oh shit! Like we are a nonprofit, but you pay twenty bucks and they give you like a history of like the various Where pinball machines. Yeah, I don't quite know. You know, I, I, I wonder like, who you're they, nonprofit. Where's this twenty go? Yeah. <laughs> I guess to maintain the building, I can. Tell you this yeah. much we went in there there were like 30 people in, the, in this building i mean there were a ton of people in, in a small space they had pinball machines from the 1920s all the way to the most modern pinball machines it was awesome did they have the pinball machine from tommy they, they yes oh they had a bunch of tommy stuff in there yeah. absolutely and, and they had like little like paragraph explanations this pinball machine came out in 1974 when ken russell directed tommy they had uh, captain fantastic which was the uh, elton john i have distinct memory of tommy of the, can you hear of me? the elton john pinball machine they had that pinball machine. They also had the pinball machine for Evil Knievel, which nice. I had distinct memories of. I remember in the bowling alley in my hometown, they had a Kiss pinball machine mm. at one point. They had a Kiss pinball machine, and then they had that. They had a Metallica. They had a Metallica. Machine. They had a Metallica one too with them. Like it was like weird kind of characters. Yeah, yeah. They had a Metallica pinball machine too. The, the, I'm not as in, here. Here's when I was really into pinball too. Pinbot and High Speed in the late '80s were great pinball machines, and I, and they had those there too. They had good multi-ball, multi-level. Like I remember when the multi-level like pinball machine came out. Oh yeah, it was like an advancement in technology. They had they had a, it was Black when it Knight spits out nine balls. Yeah, at you. when it, when they had Black Knight was it was a multi-level one. We had flippers on this other level. And it was like oh my god, you have two games in one. Such a simple idea, but it completely worked. And that was high. That was not High Speed. That was a Black Knight was the first uh, pinball machine. They also had Gorgon. Gorgon was this devil figure that was like lift. It was the first time a pinball machine actually spoke. It had seven words. And it was like, I am Gorgon. It was like this sort of, and it was this jack, like devil looking figure who was laying, it was all sexual too, man. It was like laying it's down these women who were like, you know, big busted women. Dude, even women, like you know? when I would play arcade games, like a lot of my arcade games were like, uh, like those games where you shoot the screen, like there's people of walking course. by, like Narc and shit like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, I remember Narc. Narc is and, a good game, and even like, like just games where you're fighting down the street, like <laughs> cheap versions of Street Fighter. Yeah, every level ended with a big a busted woman. Big titted fucking bitch in a bikini come out and they would like congratulate you like you're on to level four and then they'd shake their breasts or whatever they also it's hilarious you mentioned that because pixelated titties pinball was very much kind of tied into like kind of illegal gambling parlors you know like and so they and they have a little history of that of LaGuardia when he became the mayor of mayor of New York cracked down on pinball machines and they have these pictures of guys with sledgehammers smashing pinball machines because he thought it contributed to vice 
you know so he was clamping down on that because it was basically the port of entry into like bookies and gambling and shit you know so that was his way was trying to address pinball so they had these good little histories too you could read on it was great it was a good and they literally had games from like the 60s they had like this Beatles pinball machine that was a knockoff Beatles pinball I mean and and, and just the the technology was so cool look at all the phone shit in here like they probably were this was so futuristic back then like he had a portable phone that he was talking on yeah. just now that like yep. looked like like look at that phone Glenn Close look how big that fucking phone is it looks like a it looks like this mixer I know <laughs> those are like the early work phones of my career yeah. when I first oh, started working guy, in I business I know that guy that's like a fake ass Ray Liotta that dude dude that, yeah. that's res hitting hard dude it is yeah fuck yeah a lot of resin in there we don't Here even we need weed dog of course it is man because you know I, I haven't bought you don't weed. scrape I don't he keeps it in yeah, is that is that a good thing or a bad? It's thing? It's a good thing in this case. Like, I always hate that I, I always hate that I scrape so much resin because after it's gone and it's and I'm out out of weed, I'm just like, man, I really wish I would have fucking just not held off for a day. And then after work, I could have fucking pounded off some resin. Could have pounded that shit off, bro. Well, that's why I don't I don't buy pot that much. I don't oh, speaking that much. of TV, the first time I smoked in a week. I was up till five in the morning last night. Yeah. Do you know why? Because I was watching clips from both versions of whatever happened to Baby Jane. Oh, 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 oh! You mean um, Joan Crawford? Yes. And fucking Betty Dave. That movie is fucking terrifying, dude. I'm telling you, some of those movies of that era are actually genuinely good. You know, and then it made me realize that I came up in the era of the TV movie. It. Whatever happened to Baby Jane, the Jacksons. Yeah. Uh, there were a bunch of them. Like what was the TV remake of, of Baby Jane? What, what was the TV it remake? It was Who just was called that? Whatever Happened to Dot, Dot, Dot. And it was... Uh, Probably for naming rights. Lynn Redgrave and Vanessa Redgrave. Play, oh, sisters? Play the sisters. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And they just advanced it a little bit. Like, instead of being a vaudeville star, she was a 1960s TV star, and it's the 90s now. Until she's... And uh, she, faded, but yeah. it's the same basic story of like she still dresses like a child and wears all the makeup and then she ends up fucking up Blanche. See, and I think they change it though because at the, I haven't seen what, what Baby Jane. What happened to Baby Jane? I mean, I, okay, I, so yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the plot? You've never seen what I've happened seen to bits Baby and Jane? Pieces, yeah, dude, I'm gonna pull up some shit, right, some clips. Yeah. But first, I'll explain it to you. This so, is turning into a gay podcast now. So, you've never seen Baby Jane, dude. This is not even a gay movie, dude. This <laughs> no, is no, like those dramatic so. Whatever happened to era, Baby Jane? <laughs> it's a book too. It's about this vaudeville star, who uh, is it supposed to be a true story? I don't think so. Uh, let me type it in. Well, Crawford, man, oh my God, you know. So it's about uh, Joan Crawford and Betty Davis play sisters. And at the beginning of the movie, uh, Baby Jane Hudson is her name in the movie. She's like this vaudeville who's child played by star who? who's played by Betty Davis. Okay. She's this vaudeville child star. Yeah. Um, and then she just gets older and falls out of favor. She yeah. becomes a husband. But also her sister Blanche, played by Joan Crawford, uh, as uh, fucking baby Jane gets older. Blanche gets more famous. Oh, but then she, she gets, surpasses her. But then she gets paralyzed. Like there's this story. Oh, there's some twists. So there's this story of they're at this party one night and baby Jane was torturing fucking Blanche and Blanche left all sad. And on the way home, she gets into a car accident and ends up being paralyzed. And baby Jane was so drunk that she doesn't remember it. 
So then the movie female drunks. So then of the, the 40s. movie advances fifteen years, and Baby Jane and Blanche live in this fucking mansion. And since Blanche is paralyzed, Baby Jane takes care of her, and she like tortures her. Oh, uh, like, like mentally, like just goes after her and stuff. Well, and, and there's great scenes. Like there's when uh, she's just like, "You are Blanche. You are in that chair." Because there's this scene where she's like, "Blanche, or uh, Jane, if I wasn't in this chair," and she goes, "But you are." Blanche, you yeah, are yeah, in yeah. that chair. Ch- ch- challenges her on the yeah, exactly. And then like the look, like look how she looks. Like yeah. that's Betty Davis as Baby Jane. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. Betty Davis played some deep. When did that movie come out? Nineteen sixty-two. Oh, it was in the sixties. And then the remake was ninety-one. I, I was in the forties. I was totally wrong. I'm gonna look up my wow. My that, that was them at like the end of their career. Oh yeah, and you know they what I mean? hated each other. So that's why they were so good because they were constantly trying to one up each other with acting style during the and stuff. acting. Yeah, so they just both <laughs> went hard as fuck in the movie, and they both that was probably earned. wasn't that also contrived, you know? Like, look, I was even going into there's this movie called I Hate This Picture, and it's about Betty and Joan, and Jessica Lang plays fucking Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford was also Mommy Dearest. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, well, my, but yeah, the my, one of the famous scenes is. Uh, Betty Davis try gets the idea to revive her old act, but as an adult. So there's this scene where she gets this old piano accompany accompanying us, and she sings the song that made her famous as a kid, and it's called "I've Written a Letter to Daddy." Some classic fat fifty schlub. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, and he's he's just like doesn't really want to do it. <laughs> Because he knows it's going to be weird. <laughs> I've written a letter to Daddy. His address is heaven above. It's wonderful. Robert Aldrich directed this. Wow. I've written a letter to Daddy. <laughs> His address is heaven above. I've written, dear Daddy, we miss you. And wish you were with us too long. So a couple, a couple famous parts of this movie... Uh, oh, Jane, so creepy. Jane kills fucking Blanche's parakeet and serves it to her on a platter. <laughs> My dad used to always do that anytime someone would kill an animal. He'd be like, oh, baby Jane. Oh, really? Yeah. My wow. dad referenced this movie constantly when I was a kid. Wow. And then she serves a rat to her at one point. God, that's pretty bizarre. Oh, dude, it's oh, man. this movie is terrifying. Yeah, no kidding. And then let me pull up it's this other. dark. So then let me pull up this beach scene. Uh... So uh, at the end of the movie, you find out the big twist of why Joan Crawford is paralyzed. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So what? Find someone. A doctor. I can't. If I die, you'll be alone. But they'd be mean to me like they were before. They'll be kind. I don't want to hear. Jane, I'm... I'm dying. There's no time. You must listen. 
I make you waste your whole life thinking you'd crippled me. Please stop. You didn't do it, Jane. I did it myself. Don't you understand? I crippled myself. You weren't driving that night. Oh, she thought she was driving because she'd been so wasted she didn't know she wasn't driving. And this is what breaks her? Of like, this finally breaks her. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't let you drive. I made you go open the gates. I watched you get out of the car. You'd been so cruel to me at the party. Imitating me. Making people laugh at me. <laughs> Look at I Betty watched Davis. you get out of the car. <laughs> I wanted to run you down. Crush you. You saw the car coming. I hit the gates. I snapped my spine. <laughs> the creepiest part. All this time we could have been friends. Oh, that's so creepy. So that's all this like, time we could have been friends. All this time we could have been friends because they like hated it. They yeah, fucking yeah. tortured each other. Well, she tortured her. Yeah. And then the final scene. I think this is one of the first ambiguous, crazy endings. The final scene is Jane on the beach with ice cream and she's twirling around like singing. And the cops are like, Miss Hudson, where's your sister? Because the whole leading up to this point. Yeah. She had taken fucking Blanche on a while. She fucking tried to kill her. She fucking kills that accompanist with a beer bottle. Oh, she fucking slits someone's throat. Like she she's really people. murdering people. She goes off at the end. So then Blanche wow. is like near death. She takes her to the beach and Blanche is near death. And that's when she tells her that. Yeah. And then the movie ends with her on the beach with two ice cream cones swirling and the cops are questioning her. And then the cops run over to Blanche. Yeah. And then it just pans back and the movie ends. Yeah. With her dancing around and everybody staring at her like, look at this nuts bitch. But she thinks they're like, oh, people ro- are watching me again. Yeah. So yeah. it ends with her just going crazy and Blanche yeah. lying near death on a beach. And, and then, uh, but also the idea of her having two ice cream cones, she can eat both of them now. Yeah. She has to get one for her. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So she's actually happy about that, you know? Oh, dude. It's one of That's the best. That's kind of cool. It's, it's a, cool a idea. great fucking movie. So I was fucking. A good with, script, man. So I was fucking with Baby Jane shit. Yeah. All last night. <laughs> uh, Dude, the, yeah, this is the topic, man. You know, Air Force One, man. This is, you know. I like the way this is This, this is a good episode. Absolutely. It's, it's unfolding well. I, I'll say so myself. <laughs> Mid- and midway then, like, through. And then here is uh, how Baby Jane looks in the 90s one. This is Lynn Redgrave. Uh. What is it now? It's just not as scary. 
Like I remember watching this. I vividly remember watching this with yeah. my dad. Yeah. Next door neighbor, I heard. You didn't want to see her, did you? I could have said hello. When they moved in, you said they were gawking at you in the backyard. You didn't want to see anybody. That was six months ago. I looked awful. You don't look any better now. <laughs> Dude, there's a great scene in this one where she wanders into a video store, and when she walks in, they play this generic like funk rock and roll punk, like <laughs> like to to like set you up that you're like in Youngsterville now, like yeah, this is yeah. modern times. Yeah, yeah. And she wanders in and looks around, and she just doesn't fit in. Well, and she goes in and she's like, "Do you have Baby Jane Foster films?" And the dude behind the desk is fucking, uh, the dude who played Lex. Uh, John Glover plays the guy behind the counter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's hilarious. You know he fucked Freddie Mercury? <laughs> Who, John Glover? John Glover. He uh, did the voice of the Riddler in Batman the Animated Series, oh. and he played Lex Luthor's dad in fucking Smallville. That's how I know him. Let wow. me show you a picture of him. So maybe you've seen him and stuff. He's like just a classic. <laughs> he's been an everything actor. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he <laughs> This guy. He fucked you, Freddie Mercury. Wait, so he's he's a gay actor? Is that the? I guess yeah, he's I gay. <laughs> he's gay as shit. He's great though. He's a fucking phenomenal actor. He's just like a character actor. Yeah, exactly. Let's go over John Glover's filmography. <laughs> uh, dude, look at see. There's that portable phone. Exactly. It's like he's man. carrying it on his pocket. Who's he communicating with? I think he's talking with. He has, he has a line that he's communicating with uh, Glenn Close, man. He's in communication with the Oval is, Office. So tied into the so Oval is Office. Is that his wife? Is Glenn Close his wife? Lo- no, 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 no. That's that's a vice president. She's okay. the vice president. How whoa! His wife is on the. Dude, uh, there's a woman as a vice president. Absolutely, there's like man. three black people. I know. How woke? It was '97, man. They've always had their agenda. Hollywood trying to change your mind. Actually care about people. Well, you, no, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was an Annie Hall. He was actor boyfriend. Oh. Uh, Last wow. Embrace, Mountain Men, Melvin and Howard. Dude, look at that. This is the, kind of the career you would want. Like, he's been in 97 movies. They yeah. were probably all small parts. Yeah, but like made a decent amount of money off yeah. it too. I'm trying to I think mean. if there's anything in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I think he's the dude... Who makes Bane in Batman and Robin? <laughs> uh, RoboCop two. He was in the sequel to RoboCop. Yeah, Gremlins two. He really killed it on the sequel. Scrooged. He was in. You got to be a good actor, man. Even to do that level, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you got to. In be 1986, a- he was in three movies. Like that's a good solid career. Absolutely, man. Plus, you know what? You know what's good about it is that you can still walk down the street. Like, oh, hundred percent. You know, like you're not. T- I mean, and some people will know you, but very few. He did you know? a lot of voices. That, that, that no, that's the career. To yeah, have, his voiceover acting. That's well, the he to made have. his nut. He pr- like how long was he on? Yeah, he was Batman the animated series. He wasn't in that many episodes, but like, yeah. it, it lives on. Yeah. Uh, do yeah, John Glover's the shit. Yeah. Ooh, look at all that computer. Look how all those fucking internet wires. I know. <laughs> the whole bottom of the plane is just one computer. Well, I think, it, yeah, because well, it's because the whole plane, that plane technology, man, there's wire, the, electro, the electronic work that goes into making a plane. I always laugh when people are like, you know, in the 60s when they went to the moon, they went up with like, to, 
like they had like technology like CD players and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, I always love what they go to CD player. Like they were listening to <laughs> REM <and> fucking <laughs> in the. They well, supposedly CD players. They were listening to fucking uh, Hendrix. Well, flying up the the. I think what was it one of the very first personal computers was necessary, you know, to sort of do navigation and. Uh, and uh, and that was like the same level of computer you see having a car like in the nineties. It was the same level of that, you know. So th- they didn't have like calculators. I know that they didn't have calculators yet. So you had to like know math pretty well because you'd be required to like do some calculations on a piece of scrap paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you had to be a a, a, a decent math you know uh, ability. Fucking and really Jane. depend on someone, you know what I mean? Like you had to be like organized men in a team, you know. <laughs> you know, Glenn Close back in my day the when they went over. to the sun or went to the sun, went to the moon. Look at yeah. this wild card with his goatee. Well, he's he, you know, he's he's Russian. He's Russian. That, that is, uh, yeah. So anyway, with movies though, man, we did have uh, there was a movie that was released this weekend. Oh, Stuber. Stuber was released. Have we know? gotten some reviews? <laughs> Let's get into it. Yeah, I I, I personally will not be seeing Stuber. It but, looks uh, awful. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to say that. I mean, it's you know, he's uh, he's worked hard for his success. Dude, this was he a total it. fucking money grab mm-hmm. on his part. Mm-hmm. Well, why not? You know, I mean, oh, I don't begrudge him that, but like, <laughs> he he runs with a crew that's so artistically fucking integral, and then like he fucking does Stuber. Well, you know, well, yeah, he's, he's got to make his. He's We're talking his... about Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> yes, this, true. I mean, uh, yeah, he did a movie with Dave Bautista. Uh, Stuber. It just doesn't make sense. Like even the title Stuber. Like is stupid Uber. Is that like what it's supposed to be? Like he's a yeah, stupid yeah, Uber you, you, driver. Yeah, you've actually. Oh, you've actually put like. Yeah, you you've mashed it up. Is that what it is? Yeah. This clearly has all the vibes of like a boy band movie. Of like this was cooked up by executives who were like, we want we want you to do a ride sharing movie. But a buddy cop movie, well, like like I get, they're like we want to do a buddy cop movie, but we also have a fucking deal with Lyft, so you need to incorporate that well, somehow. I, I think the script that this was written from won a contest that I I looked at online a couple times, where you actually submit like TV writing and movie samples, and, and you can actually get your movie potentially made if you win this award. There's a whole process. Jesus Christ! Through. In April 2016, 20th Century Fox bought the spec script Stuber from Tripper Clancy for a mid-six-figure deal. Wow. With Jonathan Goldstein. Dude, if this fucking guy got six figures for this, you can yeah. get a million dollars for your World War II script. Yeah, yeah. If, if it's anything good, I don't know. The initial read has been lukewarm from people I've sent it to. So. Oh, yeah? At least it's warm. <laughs> no, it's just, I gave it to a friend of mine, but he was actually pretty cool. But he's like, no, no. You said you, the story's... Fl-. Here's the main thing with me when I'm writing a script. Yeah, and I, I think about it. I've actually never sold anything, of course, but I've drafted many, I've <laughs> completed many, completed many. Um, and, and there is a process, and I think you kind of get a little better with it every time you do it. It's kind of like anything else. And what's your approach to it, you know? So, so for me, you know, uh, you know writing the script, it's, uh, I want to do a lot of preparation for it, you know? I, I want to do research on it, which is what I did with the script I'm working on right now. I did a good, I did a good year of research before I put really well, and you've fucking, writing dialogue. This, you've been waiting for this moment your whole life as yeah, far yeah, as yeah. World yeah. War II I'm shit so- goes. <laughs> What a weird indulgence. I'm I'm weaving this story in this world. So I was with my friend last week with his wife. We saw his concert. You need to put Bay Hitler being in awe of fucking of Goebbels driving. What, 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 
Put a fucking <laughs> high speed chase between Hitler and your, and your grandma. Well, I'm not trying to make it a comedy. You see, my buddy who read it was just like last week, and we're hanging. He's like, "What's your next script going to be about a young woman who survives Pol Pot <laughs> like, <laughs> in Cambodia, like trying to deal with dick?" But I, I can't help it. I find it a compelling story. I mean, I have rel- I have a relative who lived through Nazi Germany as a fucking teenager and into her early twenties. Yeah. Think about those years in your life, and was think about how formative those and years was involved are. in a pretty significant rape. Y- y- oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, you know, that, yeah, 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 it was gang rape by Russian soldiers. Alert, that spoiler alert, yeah, that, that, that is, is detailed heavily. Yeah, in the that, script. That, 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 well, that, that's a pinnacle moment, of course. Well, it's a pinnacle moment, you know. So, and, and and but it's just what she had to endure and survive is mind blowing, you know. And it's like I, I'm trying to make it as a statement too of the modern world and the things we complain about in the modern world and how, yeah, yeah you know, like come on, yes, there are things to complain about that are real. I'm not going to deny that, but then there's real things to be worried about like bombs going off and being shot at and like this massive insanity this you know? fucking old guy he's the shit yeah he's in everything i used to know his name he's, he's in, in paul thomas anderson movies yeah all the time, and he's in a know? lot of fucking uh he's the old guy yeah. he's in a lot of lars von trier movies yeah, he's probably been brought in as like this wise sage of like you know diplomacy it's a henry kissinger figure but anyway uh with the script writing thing uh i, I tried doing that I, I submitted my sitcom through the same thing that's a contest to win okay that here's the this, stupor you know, uh yeah. In December 2017, Dave Bautista was cast as a detective who commandeers an unsuspecting Uber driver named Stu. So that's Stu. Oh, Stu. Stu. That's his name. Oh, so it's his name and Uber put together. Stu's an Uber driver. Yes. Oh, we can ground this in a reality that I understand. Yes. Yes. The, w- w- Did you see the fucking, uh, they had a, a Jimmy Kimmel bit about Dave Bautista doing a fake Netflix special? No. So Bautista no. and Kumail were on Kimmel and... They did this thing where he was like, "Oh, I, I, I do it. I did a Netflix special." Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I told them that I didn't do stand-up comedy, but they were like, we'll pay you ten million dollars.'" And I was like, "Okay." And then they had like a bit where like Kumail was like, "I don't get that, and I am a stand-up comedian." And yeah. when he said that, I'm just like, "Okay, let's it, it, let's pump the brakes on stand-up comedian." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. started as a stand, and I'm not even hating on his stand. I'm just saying like. Yeah. How often That's does he go up anymore? I don't know. I, I think he's I think he's been sucked up into the system. Like I now. think at yeah, a certain I mean, point, like you can you have to start saying like I used to do stand up. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I've seen absolutely. him go up at the store a couple of times, but like that's not getting back into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't have to. He's oh, making he's so much rich. money. He's very yeah, rich. Yeah, so it's just probably like it lives you know? high upon the hill just behind us. Well, yeah, he uh, he bought a house I know uh, for a fair amount of money. He's Bef- in the Hollywood Hills, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I live uh, by Griffith Park. I shoot mountain lions. Yeah, and this was before he made his movies, so he's going to be trading up pretty soon. He'll also, be guys, up don't and, flip know. out. I'm doing that voice because that legitimately is a good Kumail impression. <laughs> I hate when, like, if I'm doing, if I do I'm, terrible impressions. If I'm, and this is how I've always said it. If I'm talking about one of my black friends, I'm gonna yeah. s- I'm gonna do an impression of him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I'm you're gonna, gonna use. I'm not like, gonna do a white version of me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like yeah. that just seems disingenuous. <laughs> I'm not gonna whitewash my friend. Exactly. Like I'm not it's trying to voice. do a racist character, but if a guy sounds black, he sounds black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Kumail. Like I've done impressions of I've I've quoted Kumail before, and people are like, whoa. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not making fun of him. That's I know. How, that's how he talks. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, people. He's got yeah, a very meek accent. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Oh, He's just God. a very soft-spoken, 
guy. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so that, that that's he's figured it out. He's figured out his niche. You know, I knew it. I knew it when he was doing stand up at the Lincoln Lodge. You knew he was like. I was like, this guy's gonna be famous. I was like, this guy is gonna parlay September 11th into a very good oh, career dude. for himself. It came upon a very good career for himself. I'm not saying there hasn't been stumbling. There hasn't been moments in there that he's had some issues. Plus, the best way to fucking. Galvanize it is to not say this is my new hour. He did a one man show. Oh, the, 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 yeah, that was his breakthrough. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that did was it for his... like JFL or the Chicago Comedy Festival. Yeah, right? this is when I had lived, moved to Wisconsin. He made his break when I had moved away. And I know Dave Pasquazi directed his one man show, and I think he went to New York City with it. And it it performed very well there, and like I think it won some award, and that 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 was when like the buzz started happening, and I think he got a spot to go up on Letterman and stuff. So that that was like you know the the break happened at that point, you know that, that was like a beginning of it, and he has worked very hard. But uh, yeah, I yeah yeah I, I, yeah, there's just yeah, I mean it, it's happening. He's worked hard. He deserves it. <laughs> As you can tell, we're not fans, uh, you know. But you know, <laughs> hey, what can you say? What we're my trying, opinion? My opinion means we're trying to nothing. shit on him and not shit on him at the same. time. I know time. it's like nothing because I, I don't want to be some gossip clown. Yeah. Because believe me, I know stories and blah. Well, and blah. also, that's, so what? And so you I'll know even, stories. That's so stupid. I'll even put it out on the line without you saying it. I've heard several. I've heard many a tale of Kumail not being a nice guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it, he's he's one of the dudes where I kind of get a little schadenfreude yeah. with him. Where like when someone says his movies suck, I'm just like, yeah, because he sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do because he's a shitty guy who's a fame whore. What do you mean? And, I, I don't think that at all. And probably totally fucking emotionally yeah. manipulates his wife. What are you talking? Who know, who knows? I I know nothing about that. I I, I won't go into that territory. I just yeah. know that I I'm no fan. That's all. Uh, but like here, let's hear the critical you know, response. It actually cares? is doing better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, it's a 47% approval rating based on 131 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, here's the consensus. Though it makes a strong case for future collaborations between Kumail and Bautista, which I thought would happen. B- Bautista is a good actor. Yeah. And it's a perfect mixture of like big badass fucking wrestler and like yeah. a very meek fucking intellectual yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, Stuber fails to mesh its contrasting genres, settling for an overtly violent, mildly entertaining diversion that's far from a five-star ride. I like that little Uber fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, Metacritic, uh, the film has a weighted average of 43 out of 100 based on 32 reviews, indicating mixed or average reviews. Audience uh, polled gave the film an average grade of B on an A plus to F scale. That ain't bad. No. No, you well, got to be. Well, those at Post Track gave it an average 3 out of 5 stars <clears throat> and a 51% definite recommend. You know, that's good yeah. enough. That's good enough. See, but also people really like Kumail. So like also and this is just this is just my opinion. Yeah. People don't want to seem racist. So, like it's 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 <laughs> the, it's I feel like you really have to advance diversity so people are like we're not going to go too hard on stuber because uh, they're doing something they're trying something well you know which okay i guess you got to give the audience a little bit of look at all them if look how that fake way. that looks of them parachuting what out of this airplane it, man they're getting out of air force one man i mean this is are real. those the russians parachuting? No, 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 no this is the the uh, american people who are on air force air force one. Oh, so are they just gonna fucking crash well, they're well, gonna let the plane just fucking go down with well, the yeah, russians well, in it it's also the president is, has been key to saving all that their lady lives. looked like she was flying the griffin in never-ending <laughs> story she was so overjoyed to be parachuting. exactly i know <laughs> 
<laughs> this is like early, early CGI, right? This came out in 97. Oh, dude, yeah. They, you can tell they just forced scenes in of like, let's in, we just bought a green screen. Let's fucking involve this at some point. God, I, I, I have no idea how the movie making process works. <laughs> Which is a, a, really? a knock against me, you know. You so know. check this out. So that plane is stationary and it's just jiggling. Yeah. And there's a big giant, like the room they're in is green. Yeah, exactly. The and then the and then they yeah. go in and then they po- they put a picture of the sky behind them. But via computer, correct? Via computer. Yeah, you see, here's what's going to happen. What you see, they're doing a mid-air fueling, but all, all, all the gas like is that, getting out. Like that's just, that's just a stationary plane that's shaking. Yep. Yeah, and they're blowing fake wind at them and stuff. So they're just basically in Burbank in some studio 100%, somewhere. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, act it up. They're at Warner Brothers Studio, Lot Six, right now. Oh, that's completely fake. That's a computerized fucking plane. Yeah, that that, that is the uh, Air Force jet that's blowing up, man. This is a dramatic. It's blowing up during the. This and is like Air so like Force we're, One. We're gonna is be like, like die hard, die. Yeah. Hard. Uh, oh, that guy. They just fucking Harrison Ford couldn't save that fucker. Yep. Because he's hanging on the back of the plane. <laughs> it's, yeah. The, the, the explosion plumes almost gets him. Almost. I wonder if there's wires holding his legs up too, like flinging him up. See, like that. here's William H Macy playing actually a really good. Like he's a good guy. Like he's the pilot, and he's actually a good pilot. And he was. He. he it's not his re- his fault that they got, they got hijacked. But he, this is where he takes it on the chin. I man. was in the bathroom taking a piss. So this is like he, he's like he's like a good guy. Macy's a good guy, so his death like means something, you know. Oh, he's got to sacrifice he's, himself. Exactly. He's got it. Keep there. You go. And and and, and that is the. Uh, oh, oh, but th- that's actually the dark. He is the. Uh, that guy is actually on the take. That 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 oh, guy. He's, he's about in to the push him service, off the plane. In the secret service. Is yeah, he that about guy. to push him off the plane? Because it's also an inside job. You know, it's sort of like the election. This is this is so prescient. Air Force One is so prescient. <laughs> Russian is so ugly. Oh, it's Cyrillic that language and stuff. We I was talking about it with Alicia, and she I didn't realize it was all of them. Like I was like French. She was like, yeah, the Romance languages are the nice ones. Yeah, but yeah. like Ukrainian, German, Russian, yeah. it's all yeah. so stern and gross. Yeah, yeah. Even like the Netherlands, it's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's more Swedish, I think, maybe. Yeah, but but I did, uh, I, I did, uh, it, I took Norwegian as a co- as a language in college. Difficult to learn. Not an easy language. It's just a language bred by war and oppression. (laughs) I know, exactly. (laughs) And like battle and stuff, like hard lives. Like the French are have never had any have never met with any sort of recent struggle. They just eat fucking baguettes (laughs) and fuck each other. Oh no, they 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 still have you know they have conservatives. They've had some crazy how they recently they did have a full on revolution, which I, I respected because out here so many people talk shit. But no one wants to go fucking do something like yeah. fucking kill a, a high ranking official. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what like in France, they were literally like fucking hurling rocks at armed government officials. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No, uh, yeah. There's definitely been some uh, some riots going on. Uh, I know that there's been some I, I know what's his face is not very popular right now. Marcone. But I haven't had the Economist in two months. So, you know, I'm a little bit rusty on that. But they have a permanent seat on the UN Security Council. France does still. France, England, Russia. They got a great soccer United States team. States and China. Because France was still relevant at that time when it was made. You know, I mean, uh, the California economy is larger than the French economy and larger than the British economy. The California economy. Dude, we're pumping a lot of. I you like. Know? I love how I say we. Like I'm a fucking. Like you're part of it. Like I'm a part <laughs> of it. I make legitimately make minimum wage. I'm probably costing the state money. <laughs> you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it. Uh, but Air Force One. We're getting to the culminating scene. Yeah, here. dude. Ford's taken. He's get, he's getting punched by the. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, they're all captured. It's just too right much now. for them to see, man. To see Ford get he's punched like by old man. Well, because his kids are seeing how much of a bitch he is right now. You know, he's gonna choke him. You see, they're, yeah, they're gonna shoot him. <laughs> and he's done it before. Oldman can do it. Go ahead. I haven't been able to get an erection in <laughs> three years. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> he's he's so gr- he's like gruff old man Ford. Oh, dude, know? yeah. That's Hilarious. Oldman, right? Yeah, you said that's, that's Oldman. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, exactly. He, he's the bad guy. He either looks twenty four or eighty five. <laughs> well, he, yeah, this is a uh, this is in a uh, eighty ninety seven. This because he's still only like sixty, right? Yeah, I think so. You know, when I first saw him, Sid and Nancy, the yeah, biopic we were talking about about, that. about, uh, about Sid, Sid Vicious. What when I was in high school, like Sid Vicious was like this sort of like character like a, like a martyr a di- yeah or like a different era you know what i mean like whoa this guy he, he also, was sort of like a he was a murderer too yeah yeah he, mur- he murdered his uh, his girlfriend well didn't he like kill her with heroin well what it was they were in the uh they were in the hotel chelsea that big artisan hotel in in manhattan that i've stayed at before and uh i like to drop that name because i'm somehow relevant because of that because you can just go buy get a hotel room but anyway um it was um uh, he was staying there with his girlfriend Nancy because he was trying to do a solo career and it was going nowhere. Because well, he had no musical ability, they, they yeah, would exactly. shut his bass off during concerts. Yeah, yeah. He was literally just a physical presence. He was, he his look punk, was so punk he rock. He was garbage too. They would fucking. They never strip searched him at airports because he stunk horribly. He yeah. never showered. Yeah, yeah. Like he was a total fuck up. He was gross, you know? and he was very much put out as that by Malcolm McLaurin. I mean, he was the face man for the Sex Pistols. He couldn't play bass for shit. He wasn't a musician. Tried doing a solo career. I think they were trying to record stuff in New York. Did some recordings, not a lot. I don't think it was going very well. They were both junkies too, so they just started to stay in the hotel Chelsea and were shooting up. I think for weeks. Staying in the hotel, Chelsea, because he had money, right? But they, well, he had, uh, but not a lot. It was all going. It was burning through it, and, and then, uh, but he and his girlfriend had this incredibly dysfunctional, like oh, just probably, they probably beat the shit out of each other, enmeshed horrible relationship, and he just got sick of her, and and they think they don't know she got stabbed in the stomach. So they think that like he stabbed her, but he was so heroined out that he really didn't remember. But he got arrested for it, and we got on bail. He paid three thousand bucks. It was three thousand bucks for bail, I think, for attempted murder. Three thousand bucks. He went out and got, or maybe it was ten, maybe. Yeah. But he went out and got a bunch of heroin and, and, killed, just, and just killed himself with heroin. Well, that was because he, he knew his ass was up well, against it. Well, he was out for a little bit. It was when he was up. He did it before the trial because they think he knew. Well, he I don't was think gonna, he go, Yeah, he didn't go. To, it wasn't they said he knew he was going to lose. They said yeah. he knew he was going to go to jail for it, so he just killed himself. Yeah. Like because I remember watching the biography, and they said when he killed himself, that's when people were like, "Okay, he did it." Oh yeah, that yeah, like yeah. confirmed it for yeah. people. Like he was that much of a fuck up, you know. And and it's just their relationship is just so dysfunctional and unhealthy and gross. And again, such a fucking reveal. Who played Nancy in the movie? God, it was a block. I can't think of her name because uh, I, I don't really know what else she's been in. Uh, Courtney Love is in that movie. A young, young Courtney Love is in that, which That's is bizarre. That's why my mom has it. You know, um, my mom loves Courtney Love. But it was just uh, fucking that, murder and Kurt Cobain. That, bitch. That's so. Well, I don't know if that was. I the don't case. know. I, def- the, I, I definitely that. think she. My theory is, is she knew he killed himself for a couple days and just didn't tell anybody. And just sort of st- stoked just, the flames of it. The, yeah. The, uh, 
you know, just to get a little publicity stunt. I don't know. Like possibly, who knows? Who knows? My point is, is it's such a. I mean, that era of just life. I don't know. Maybe I, I darkly romanticized the late seventies because it was my childhood. But I do think it was a pretty fucked up time. You know. Yeah. I was watching the Reels Network, and it was the death of Chris Cornell, and they were going through his childhood, like his early teen years, living in Seattle. And Seattle at that time, in the mid late seventies, had the highest unemployment rate of any major city in the country. You know the highest on Seattle. Oh, did. dude, isn't and they that crazy? Were, and they were all strung out on. Well, because it was the, they were big uh, timber country. Yeah, so it was a, had, yeah, it was, and they had cut down all the trees. There was no fucking woods for and, them to and tear And the up. market was uh, so they had to convert their economy. Think about that. I mean, Seattle now is like freakishly wealthy because of Microsoft. But 40, 50 years ago, it was totally poor. Like, isn't that crazy? You know that 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 it's capable of doing that. You know, I, I find that interesting that it was like, well, you know, why, why did that happen? And then Boy, why? Sid and Nancy was a failure. It was a great movie, office. though. It's a good, good movie, though. 86 came on 86. Absolutely. That's the first time I saw Gary Oldman as an actor. Cause I, and, and, that, and I very much watched that. I mean, it was Chloe so, Webb. If you watch Nancy it, Spungen. if you watch it, it, it's like, of course, her name is Chloe or Zoe. She's an actress of that era, you know, but uh, but the whole <laughs> the whole uh uh, lifestyle and, and the complete self-destruction of it all was just I gotta admit it's a compelling movie you know I liked it it, it felt deep at the time it's in black and white it. too right no it's not black and white it's not black and white but uh, you know and, and Malcolm McLaurin is in it and then just it just goes through it, it's, it's a classic arc of just him being kind of a kid with Johnny Rotten them just being friends and like living dude like, Johnny Rotten loves Donald Trump he does yeah he's a hardcore fucking conservative right wing guy Bizarre. His name is John. He goes by his real name now. Johnny Lawton. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just God. Yeah. Great. Great. That's a great choice. What sort of weird mental break well, is going and, like, on? Like you your were brain? the one talking about, and that's what I find is I think in his head he thinks Trump is like, dude, that's the fucking anarchy. Like he talks about, like, no, p- Trump yeah. is punk. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like that's and, gross, dude. He's a gross millionaire <laughs> who, like, yeah, yeah. How about this Epstein thing? We could close out. Yeah, on yeah, this. yeah, yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. I have not. I've heard vague things about it, but but hasn't like. Uh, so here's up, basically yeah. what the end of it is jeffrey Ep- okay jeffrey epstein crozier's gonna pee but he can still hear me from the bathroom uh jeffrey epstein was a hedge fund guy who was like this big fucking billionaire has his own plane has an apartment on the upper east side and then uh he got popped for soliciting sex from a 14 year old uh in 2008 he got put as a level three sex offender and then ever since then he's been rumored to like he's got this plane that they call the lolita express and like all these high-ranking politicians fly to like islands and they fuck minors and they have all these depraved fucking sex parties and shit and like trump was boys with them like jeffrey epstein went to mar-a-lago all the time bill clinton was like best friends with jeffrey epstein there's like multiple flight logs of like bill clinton flying on the lolita express like four times a day like a lot they say like after Jeffrey Epstein goes down they think it's going to bring down a lot of people on both sides of the aisle like a lot of high ranking government officials are about to get popped for some straight pedophilia shit and like the bill like Bill Clinton definitely was fucking children with Jeffrey Epstein now the question is is like how much Hillary knew about cuz my my girl was like oh if Bill Clinton goes down Hillary's going to be so mad at him because she's worked so hard. And I'm just like, dude, how do you how do you 
know your husband's cheating on you. Yeah. You know who with because she silenced everybody that Bill Clinton's had a fucking affair with. And that, but you don't know he's flying on a plane fucking minors. Like, dude, you know. she knew about that shit. She knew about it and she either covered it up because people are saying, like, there are people who are kind of saying, like, thank God she didn't win the election because if she did, she would cover this up so hard well, you to know, protect uh, Bill. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Whatever you said, a lot of things there. I mean, I I, I haven't really paid attention enough to, to know about it, but this whole it, it's just my, my initial reaction to this story is just uh, whatever. It's it's just the state of like the the real um, again the splaying of the Roman Empire as I keep going back to it of just how uh, like what's being brought out on people and what's being used again. And I'm not saying it's. I mean, who knows? There has to be a trial. You are, I mean, whatever. But obviously, if he was a level three sex offender in 08, I think it's hard to break those habits. You don't just change okay, that. Okay, here's, here's what you are. Here's the you know? paragraph breakdown. Yeah. On July 6, 2019, Epstein was, arrent- was arrested at Teterboro Airport on sex trafficking charges. According to witnesses and sources, about a dozen FBI agents broke down uh, the door to Epstein's Manhattan townhouse, the Herbert and Strauss house. Uh, with search warrants. Two days later, prosecutors with the Public Corruption Unit of the Southern District of New York charged him with sex trafficking and conspiracy to traffic minors for sex. Court documents allege that at least 40 underage girls were brought to Epstein's mansion for sexual encounters. Uh, Judge Kenneth Mara is currently deciding whether the non-prosecution agreement that protected Epstein from the more serious charges should still stand. Uh, Epstein owned a private Boeing 727 jet, traveled in it frequently, logging 600 flight hours a year, usually with guests on board. Yeah, well, it's it's pretty, uh, you know, it, it's a pretty incredible reveal. <laughs> but like Trump <laughs> also, stuff, Trump used to also had connections with and them. He had yeah. this island that they, that apparently was just this giant fuck island. And people say that that's where Trump met Melania was on this island where yeah. they just fucking traffic sex. Yeah, you know, well, it's just... Uh, <laughs> Dershowitz is going to go down. Alan accused- Dershowitz? Yeah. <sighs> well, you know, in a weird way, maybe it's a good thing. You know what I mean? Just just to, to, to expose it. But Prince I just wonder- Andrew, who's like this fucking... Uh, so people might be tense right the now? The British member of the British royal family. Oh, d- d- didn't he marry Fergie? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He yeah, he married the yeah. It's just like Yeah. Harvard the, Law Professor Alan Dershowitz. That, Roberts also claimed that Epstein and others had physically and sexually abused her. Okay, that's in uh, twenty fifteen a thirty word thirty one year old American woman named Virginia Roberts alleged in a sworn affidavit that at seventeen she had had she had hel- been held as a sex slave by Epstein. Jesus Christ. And then she accuses Prince Andrew and Dershowitz. I don't of being I there. mean I, just in your in terms of your sexuality, I just don't. I'm not a pedophile. I don't. I mean, when when a girl is really young, it's she's just. I, I don't have a thing. I I'm so glad I'm not. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have that urge. You know, it's like no. I want a grown woman. This is this is what I am. It, uh, it's crazy, man. To ha- and to go to those extent. See, here's where my mind goes. Isn't that also what just drives them to the level of success they have? Because it's like literally, I need to be this successful to really indulge my depraved needs. You know. Yeah. I mean, as I sit in judgment, you know. But it's just like, I mean, I guess what's going to be the end play of this? Maybe, maybe it's so rotten right now, Keith, that people don't even care anymore. It's like it's like a bad smell. You just ignore it after a while. Oh, and that's you why know, Acosta resigned because Acosta. Yeah agreed to a plea deal to grant immunity to all federal charges against Epstein like they think he was in on it too yeah well you know yeah that, that's you know this is the climactic scene where Harrison Ford and he's is that his shoot. wife that's his wife okay 
you know and <laughs> old one's got a gun to his to his wife's head oh but she ca- uh, and then like of course she does yeah she kicks him away and she's <laughs> in her khakis <laughs> yeah you know she's kind of a pretty, she's a pretty woman i tell you what I, I who's that broad from indiana jones uh oh that, that was kate Camp, capshaw kate, who or, married to steven spielberg what about the second one no, that, that was Kate Capshaw. The first one was uh, Karen Allen. Karen Allen. She's yeah. a fake ass Karen Allen. Yeah, this girl. Yeah, yeah. She's like in that camp, probably. Dude, you Karen know Allen I mean? is the mom, and it's the Sandlot. <laughs> I loved Karen Allen when I was a kid. Oh, she she was great. And I mean, and listen, she was good in Animal House. But yeah, yeah. So we're at the climactic scene, and you know something? I think we're going to get to the climactic moment of our podcast. Yeah, I think it's so. Yeah, the, we so did that a Epstein, good one. The, that Epstein thing is. Uh, I mean, I'll be curious to see how that plays out. You know what I mean? Is it, does that? It, What's so weird about times right now to me is that, you know, what stories stick and what don't? Do you, again, like you think about two weeks ago, oh, those 12, the 22 Democrats had a debate. No one's talking about that well, now. Well, this you know? story will stick because it's think, covered and billionaires come. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's, it's, it's yeah, this one has a chance. If, if there's literally like 20 or 30 names that go down, like that, that has a chance of being some, some kind of interesting. You know? sexual RICO case. Yeah, you know, it, it's, but it's also like, I, I, what's it saying about sexuality, right? And the messaging it's giving. It's, you know, sex, sex is supposed to be a good thing, right? It's supposed to be like a positive thing, like an optimistic thing. I just thing. think it shows it's how fucking... It's got this weird, shamey thing going on right now. Well, and I think it shows how fucking insane... People at that having level ten are. billion dollars. Yeah, is. yeah. Well, it's also it's I know, exactly to come on, people. That that's the reason why they need to be taxed. We're gonna come full circle. You know, it, that's why they got to be taxed because they'll just do fetishes like this because they can just do it because they have so much money. I get the desire to make money. I get that. That's what drives things. But there comes a point where you just don't need that much. Even on a less wait, depraved wait, wait. level, like I bet dudes like fucking Bill Gates. Like Bill Gates, probably it's probably consensual, but he probably does some weird shit. Well, it's you got oh this guy, this guy was the uh, he was the boat captain in Das Boot, or this instead German of, guy <laughs> instead of fucking banging minors, he like that's why he wired his house to have like a different song plays whenever you walk into a room. He's yeah. like, look, if I don't do this, I'll fuck little boys. Well, it's all, so, <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's it's that whole fetish thing where you can just buy every little toy. It's like come, that, that's it is just preposterous to me. Honestly, if you make like a hundred million dollars, you don't need more than a hundred million dollars. You know, you just don't no. need that much more. You know, it's just like you've got enough to do everything, to indulge everything. But you they're know? all cheering. They just but like it, they it, just so fucking just, murked off some dude, and they're all just like, "Yeah, <laughs> murder!" It's a climactic scene. One close man. is rubbing her fucking vag. What? Well, well, it's also the uh, the uh, is that Gary Coleman? There he goes. That's like his big moment as a black actor. Yeah. I'm in this movie. I stand in the background as diversity, and then I get to yeah. fucking yell the big. Yeah. The and, and no, and no one it. hears from me again, and no one hears from me again. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he has to actually land Air Force One. Yeah. Oh yeah, because thanks for the good news. It's you're not fired, over yet. Jamal. It's, it's not over. You see, you see, he's this, gonna turn now. The, well, you, you see, the the uh, the, so, the um, secret Sur- secret service is was, in was, on was, it. Al- was also in on this because there was an American angle to it too. <laughs> <laughs> there was because it was. I tell you, it's prescient. Anyway, we we should quit this. Yeah, we, we here stop we go. Harrison Ford's about to save the day. Yep. We know how this all ends. It's not going to end with the, the good guys win. We uh, talked about our issues. Yeah, man, it was good. good. All oh, right, yeah, you had it written down yep. on a piece of paper. I know. Look, look at how professional we're getting. I actually wrote down in in, in we didn't horrible get to the childlike penmanship. We probably didn't get it, but yeah. you know, we got the three of the four seasons. We'll get into it. All righty. All right. See ya. Yep. Into our lives. Into our minds. We're headed to the